Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. You know, I've never been able to separate business and economics and uh, politics and geopolitics, uh, certainly. Uh, and the political economy has always been a subject that fascinates me, uh, whether it's philosophy uh, to uh, whether it's econometrics and uh, even the dull stuff I find interesting when it's about money and politics and uh, and this great country that through its capitalist system uh, and its constitutional republic have made it work splendidly. Uh, we're joined today, I am pleased to say, and honored to have Senator Ted Cruz. I'm not going to, I, I shouldn't say this in front of him, uh, but he is, in my opinion, what a senator should be. He is uh, brilliant. Uh, he is hardworking. Uh, he has extraordinary breadth of expertise. He's been in the Senate for 10 years. He ran for president in 2016. And uh, I think that uh, all of us would say that uh, who have gotten to, to know him over those years, uh, that Senator Cruz is one of those who I think we'll see at the forefront uh, of, a, uh, of a nomination test uh, in, in the future. Uh, Senator Cruz has a great new book I want to recommend to you. It's entitled, as I said, Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. And this is a, I, I recommend the book to you highly because it is the issue, I think, of our day. Because suddenly the word Marxism is being used in everyday uh, discussion. Uh, and I, I turn now to our guest, uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Senator, I just want to say welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday, and we're delighted to have you. Uh, I had, I took a look at the bestseller charts, and you're on all of them, and congratulations on your book. Welcome. Well, thank you, Lou. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me, and and it's been a great first week. The book came out uh, just this week, and it is rocketed to the tops of the charts. And 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 people, I think, are are really interested. They're interested, and in, and and they're they're hungry to know what the heck is happening. How has our country gotten in such a mess that we are right now? And and what this book really does is try to answer that question. And in particular, it focuses on how the radical left has seized control of each of our major institutions in America. So it starts with, with universities. I, I call universities the Wuhan lab of the woke virus. That They're where it was invented. They're where it mutated. They're where it spread. And from there, each chapter takes a different institution. So it goes from universities to K-12 through education, from there to journalism, from there to government, from there to big business from there to big tech, from there to entertainment, to Hollywood, movies, TV, sports, music, from there to science, the politicization of science. And the last chapter, Lou, is actually a, a topic you know a lot about, and that's China, and how China is a nexus that is intertwined with all of these. And what the book endeavors to do is, number one, explain how and why the radical left seized each of these institutions, but then, number two, to lay out a clear, practical battle plan for how we take them back. And it is a, a brilliant read, brilliantly written, and I love the, uh, the Wuhan metaphor, so I'd like to extend that metaphor further, uh, because the result was a pandemic, uh, and it was disastrous not only to the United States, but to, uh, to, to countries and to populations across the globe, as you well know. Right now, Marxism is a word that has suddenly gained currency. 
A year ago, when I used the expression Marxist Dems, no one, everyone was looking askance at me because I referred to them as the Democrat Party that is driven by the Marxist Democrats. And now, suddenly, it's in currency. Is it sufficiently in currency for the Senate of the United States, for the House of Representatives, to take on the issue that you have laid out in your book so terrifically, and that is the control of the federal government is now in the hands of the Marxist Dems. There is no countervailing influence that I can detect in our society, our economy, uh, or our uh, political system right now. Your thoughts? Well, I I think more and more people are realizing this is what happened. And the book Unwoke, what it tries to do is walk you through the evolution of how it occurred. And and the reason I start with the universities is they really are ground zero. And and Mm -hmm. the book begins by explaining what what is Marxism. This this is not some made-up concept. It is something very real. Marxism derives from the teachings of Karl Marx that, that, that he first laid out in the Communist Manifesto. And, and Marx had a worldview that the world is in constant conflict, and it's in a conflict between oppressors and victims, and, and he viewed things through a socioeconomic lens. So for him, the oppressors were the owners of capital, and the victims were the proletariat, the working men and women. And the answer, the solution that Marx advocated was the violent revolution of the proletariat to forcibly overthrow their oppressors and use government power to redistribute the wealth from the oppressors to the victims. And, and what I describe in the book Unwoke is how in the 1960s and the 1970s, Marxists began infiltrating universities and becoming tenured professors, becoming administrators. And once they were there, they took the teachings of Marx and they, they began mutating them. So one of the very first mutations was critical race theory. It, it, it use the same lens of oppressors and victims, but instead of a socioeconomic frame, it it, it instead looked to race, and it posited America was the irredeemably racist, some racists are are oppressors, some are victims, and the solution is for the races that are deemed to be victims to engage in a violent overthrow and use government power to redistribute wealth and power from the oppressors to the victims. We saw it mutate more. And, and, and move to different frames, move to gender, move to sexual orientation, move to gender identity. And, and, and let's take, for example, what's happening right now in Israel, the horrific terrorist attack in Israel. Mm-hmm. And the response on college campuses are all of these rabidly anti-Semitic, anti-Israel protests. And the reason why is to the radical leftists today, they have coded, they have defined Jews as oppressors. And they have coded Palestinians as victims. And so therefore, the cultural Marxist, what they support is the violent revolution of the victims, of the Palestinians against the oppressors. And it's why you see so many leftists on college campuses, in the squad, in in Congress, in Black Lives Matter, celebrating the atrocities, the mass murders, the targeting of civilians, the raping of women and children, the slaughtering of infants, they celebrate it because the cultural Marxist wants the so-called victims to overthrow and destroy the so-called oppressors. And when you use the expression so-called, and I think that's, uh, that's serviceable here, uh, why is there not a countervailing influence? 
why is there, uh, when we have a moment of absolute historic moral clarity, the October 7th massacre of innocent civilian Israelis, uh, including women and children and babies, and we, we have a twisted uh, media, corporate media, that goes along with the the foundation that you just laid for the for the yes. Marxist left and in in league with uh, the Hamas terrorists. Uh, the fact that that could be an alignment is, is appalling in itself. But that this administration would be uh, enunciating and uh, initiating uh, policy that is basically lined up with the, the Palestinians and the anti-Israelis, even as we have two aircraft strike, uh, strike forces in the eastern Mediterranean to ostensibly protect Israel. Look, that, that's absolutely right. And, and all of these forces, all of these institutions that I discuss in the book Unwoke, they're all working in concert in support of Hamas and in support of the terrorists. So you have... You have government. The Biden administration has sent $100 billion to Iran and to Gaza, which went straight to Hamas. In a very real sense, the Biden administration, the U.S. government, paid for the death squads that went house to house murdering innocent civilians. In a very real sense, the U.S. government paid for the rockets that Hamas is firing down and using to murder civilians. That, that's the government portion of it. And by the way, the Biden administration at every step since this war began has been undermining Israel, has been urging Israel, stop, don't retaliate, have a ceasefire, have a humanitarian pause. Consistently what they keep telling Israel is do not kill the terrorists. I actually think the principle should be really simple. Number one, kill the terrorists. Number two, don't give terrorists billions of dollars when they want to kill you. That ought to be really simple. But it's not just government. It's media, as you said. The corrupt corporate media operates as the propaganda arm for Hamas. As, as you know, Lou, I, I do a podcast every week. It's called Verdict with Ted Cruz. We do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I did an entire podcast that was entitled, CNN is Hamas's Air Force. So is MSNBC. So is ABC. And the podcast consisted of nothing, but I went through about a dozen different clips and showed how they were brazenly acting as propagandists for Hamas. And here's the important thing to understand. Hamas knows that it is not strong enough to defeat Israel. They are counting on CNN. They're counting on the global media to take their propaganda and amplify it to demonize Israel. And, and, and the global media is more than happy to be useful idiots and, and, and participate. Let me let me turn this to to something proximate for you, and that has yep. been the noticeable silence of the U.S. Senate, uh, led by the majority leader, uh, and and Chuck Schumer is very clear about it. Uh, he's he's sort of deferring right now uh, to the Biden administration. The Senate, whether it be the Foreign Relations Committee, whether in the House it be the investigating committees apparently have all decided it's okay. They have to find evidence in, in order to impeach Joe Biden. I think the case of, uh, of subverting Israel, our ally and friend, uh, in, in the open and embracing cultural Marxism 
and the defeat of capitalism and a constitutional republic, namely that of the United States, is treasonous on its face and is the basis for impeachment. Why is it not regarded as such by, say, the Judiciary Committee uh, and by the Senate Majority Leader, uh, Chuck Schumer, and the new Speaker of the House, for crying out loud, Mike Johnson, who says we don't have sufficient uh, uh, evidence for uh, impeachment with a wide-open border and 10 million illegal immigrants uh, welcomed into this country, sought by this administration over the course of the last almost three years. So there is not a single Democrat in the Senate who is willing to stand up to Joe Biden and stand up and defend Israel. We are in the middle of Israel is in the most serious war it has been in in 50 years. October 7th was the worst single-day slaughter of Jews of any day since the Holocaust. And consistently, the Biden administration has undermined Israel. So, for example, when the attack was, was undergoing at 3 in the morning on October 7th, the Office of Palestinian Affairs in the State Department set out a tweet. And that tweet said, said, violence solves nothing. Israel should not retaliate. There should be no, no military response. This is while over 1,200 Israelis are being murdered by terrorists. The State Department reactions that night was Israel, don't react, don't kill the terrorists. Now, at 3 in the morning, my team and I saw that tweet. We immediately responded online. We said, this is disgraceful. We said, anyone, who, whoever wrote this tweet, and whoever approved this tweet should be fired. They deleted the tweet within minutes. The next day, Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, did the same thing. He sent out a tweet. He said he'd just talked with a Turkish foreign minister and that they'd agreed it was critical that there be an immediate ceasefire. Again, I blasted it online, said this is disgraceful. Stop trying to stop Israel from defending itself. Again, the Biden administration deleted the tweet. That has happened every day. Joe Biden flew to Israel. Tony Blinken flew to Israel. And what they're talking about is Israel. Stop, stop, stop. Don't kill terrorists. And I got to tell you, Lou, in the Senate, not a single Democrat senator asks about it. Not a single Democrat senator presses on it. In fact, the Senate's response was twofold. Number one, unfortunately, we confirmed Jack Lew to be the new ambassador to Israel. Jack Lew had Incredible. been Obama's Treasury Secretary. He was, he was one of the key point people for the Obama-Iran nuclear deal, responsible for sending another $100 billion to the Ayatollah. And the Ayatollah, Iran, provides 90% of Hamas's funding. But I'll tell you what, secondly, the Senate Democrats are doing. The House, quite rightly, took up and passed $14 billion in emergency military aid for Israel. They've passed it. It's in the Senate. You know what Chuck Schumer said? He will not allow a vote on it. Chuck Schumer is personally and single-handedly blocking military aid to Israel. Why? Because he's mad that the House used fiscal responsibility and paid for it, and they paid for it by phasing out some of the additional money the Democrats had put in place to hire 87,000 new IRS agents to, to harass and attack their political enemies. And he's also attaching a moral equivalency to the war in Ukraine, to that uh, war uh, between Hamas yep. and Israel, which is uh, contemptible. I, I want to ask you, as we wrap up, you and I agree on all of this. 
Why in the world would Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, not see all of these policy decisions and all of the actual uh, damage that is being done to our nation uh, as well as to Israel by the Marxist dim uh, ideology of this administration and anti-American policies uh, throughout? Why would we not impeach this, this man who is in the White House doing such damage to our country and to our allies? Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I know Mike Johnson very well. He's a friend of mine, and 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 I would I would encourage that that we should all give him the benefit of the doubt. He he's a good man. He's very principled. He's very smart. He's very conservative. He he is a constitutional lawyer. He spent years as a constitutional litigator, litigating and defending religious liberty. And 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 so, I I, I think Mike is is a terrific choice to be speaker. Now that being said, Lou, being speaker of this house with a four-vote majority is an insanely difficult job. Because if even five Republicans get a wild hair and run off in some direction, you don't have the majority to do anything. And that, unfortunately, is happening uh, on nearly a daily basis. So, so what I would say, my view on impeachment is simple. I think the House should immediately, yesterday, impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. I think that's the easiest impeachment case to, to bring. He has presided over the worst illegal immigration in our nation's history, an invasion of our country. The body bags are piling up, and it was his deliberate choices that has created that invasion and that humanitarian and national security disaster. I think we should start by impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. I think think... the next step should be impeaching Merrick Garland. I think Merrick Garland has been the most partisan and political attorney general we've ever seen. He's weaponized the Department of Justice. I think the House should impeach him next and then third i would like to see the house do what you just said and move forward with impeaching joe biden and i, and I do think for a presidential impeachment they want to assemble assemble the facts and evidence that's good but they need to do so moving with real speed and dispatch and so i would do it in that order start with mayorkas then garland and then move to biden after that and senator i would make each of them an article of impeachment uh, proceeding against Joe Biden, because as much as I would like to be sympathetic uh, to the fact that Mike Johnson is new and that he's an attorney, you won't see me give much latitude uh, to any official because he or she is an attorney. Uh, I think it is time to act, and doing the right thing is the only thing I truly believe uh, can save this republic. Senator, I re- always uh, I enjoy our conversations, and I, con- I congratulate you again on your book, uh, and I hope to see it at number one uh, by, by w- the end of, uh, end of business, say, Monday. So all the best to you, and uh, thanks for joining us here on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Ted Cruz. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, Ted. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate it. And thanks to all your listeners. Go buy the book on Amazon. You'll enjoy it and makes a fantastic Christmas gift as well. So buy several copies. Give it to your mom. Give it to your kids. And you'll enjoy it. Now, I believe the title was Unwoke, uh, Defeating Cultural Marxism in America. Is that is that pretty close? Uh, it is. It's Unwoke, <laughs> How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. Amen. I know we appreciate it. Amen. Thanks so much, Senator. Take, Take care. care. And, uh, folks, here on 77 WABC, I am anxious to talk to you. I promise we'll take all of your calls right after this quick break. 800-848-9222. We're coming right back. 
It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.